On today's special Halloween episode, Dan and Manny invite back Lauren Malat to put 1996's Scream to the ultimate test. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. That's what you went with, Dan? Yes, that's, that's what, what you I went, went with. with. Everyone, welcome back to the Nostalgia Test Podcast. It's spooky season. It's Halloween. If I did my job right, we've we've released a couple other scary like spooky season episodes. But welcome everyone. If this is your first time, I'm your host. I'm one of the hosts, Dan Dissinger here in LA. And I'm here with my co-host, longtime friend, nostalgia maniac over there wearing the beanie, Manny Coelho. Manny, what's up? Wearing a beanie and I'm lit from underneath today in honor. Yeah. <laughs> you are of uh uh Dewey going, Are you scared? Don't oh, yeah. be scared. Dewey. With his flashlight. Dewey? Doobie, Dewey, 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 Keep downloading the Hocus Pocus 2 episodes. Really good. And if you like other witch episodes, Manny and I do Hocus Pocus 1 and The Witches, which that movie, horrifying. Um, that's a scary that movie. movie. was crazy. And there's a naked kid at the end, which is not right. So that was, yeah. that was not a good time. Uh, that was a horrible scene. But Lauren, welcome back to the Nostalgia Test podcast. How are you doing? And uh, yeah, and you know, let's just jump right into it. Scream. When was the last time you saw it before you saw it this week? Thank you guys so much for having me, Manny Dan. I'm so excited to be back. I had such a great time with Hocus Pocus 2. And now now we're doing a, a bit of a change, a bit of a change of pace with Scream. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say so. <laughs> yeah. It's a slight, like, it's like uh, PG elevation. at all. No. No. This no. is all close to NC-17 rating, right? Like, it's no. pretty damn close. Dude, they almost, they almost didn't get the rated R rating he had what? to do a bunch of he had to do a bunch of cuts even for the first scene the the first like murder scene uh-huh he it's the way it, you know how it zooms up on her like hanging there yeah. that's cut every other frame is cut because if he kept it longer they would have given him a different rating or he couldn't do that whole scene are you he serious? lied to him he lied to them and said we don't have any other cuts of that scene we oh, only have this and they they were like all right then you have to we have to keep it but they almost um we're going to give it an NC17 or is it NC16 it's NC17 yeah. um but you know that kills the box office so they're Absolutely. like he he had they cut out like so many other scenes that were gruesome well thank uh, you more gruesome more gruesome than the first scene um oh. so yeah crazy so yeah. this is not hocus pocus 2 no. Not Hocus Pocus. Not, no. <laughs> Not Hocus Pocus at all. <laughs> no. When was the last time you saw this, Lauren? Before when was the last time? That is such a great question. So the first time I actually saw this movie, I saw it when I was nine, which is definitely too young. <laughs> However, in my mother's defense, she thought this was 
uh, she rented from Hollywood Video uh, oh. all back to the early 2000s. <laughs> I was an assistant. Lane. I was an assistant manager at Hollywood Video. Really? Yes, he was. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I loved a good Hollywood Video. They were like the grown-ups <laughs> blockbuster. It was. It was like, oh no, it's DVDs now. We're in yeah. the future. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was great, and she thought she rented Scary Movie. Oh, and she, which was super popular yeah. with a lot of the kids in school, and she pop that sucker in and we're sitting there and we're watching the opening scene that Manny just discussed almost got the movie an NC-17 rating. Yeah. Going, no, no. My mother keeps saying, it's going to be funny, guys. This is going to be funny. And I watched Drew Barrymore, who I had only known from Charlie's Angels, get sliced open. Oh, yeah. The entire time I'm being told, no, 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 it's going to be funny. And around the point when she was uh, hanging in the tree, I believe is when my mom went, oh, oh, I've made a huge mistake. So uh, that was, I saw the first part of the movie uh, almost 20 years ago. And then I saw the movie in almost its totality at a sleepover, probably around like 13. And uh, it it was bits and pieces though, because of being distracted in Mm -hmm. doing stuff around. But so actually the first time I've seen it uninterrupted, was rewatching it for this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really, wow. That's funny. Right? Like, I really hadn't seen a movie from start to finish until I sat down as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? When was the first time you saw Scream? I've, I saw it in theater. Um, I saw it in theater, and then I don't think I've seen it. I maybe saw it in pieces after that. And then I always, like, mix up the scary movie and this one. Because what's funny is this movie was going to be called Scary Movie. That's true. Like the um, title of the, the original title of this movie by the screenwriter was Scary Movie. Hmm. And it was almost supposed to be more of a comedy, which oh, is really? funny that Scary Movie is the comedy. Yeah. And so, um, Wes Craven didn't even like the name Scream. Didn't like hmm. it at all. Oh. And then hmm. like he later um like took to it and and liked it but yeah i mean there are parts of this movie that are like campy and yeah somewhat comical just like um, any horror movie like yeah like, so yeah. like so this like with horror movies and dan you you're more of a this genre like you yeah. like this kind of like slasher and, mm-hmm. and stuff and like but i remember watching this and going like oh i like scary like horror movies now yeah. because like this like revamped like i wasn't a big friday the 13th guy mm-hmm. not friday the 13th i'm sorry i wasn't a, a freddy guy no um, no, no. Uh, nightmare on m street yeah like there's a lot of callbacks to this at, like and i've a been lot. watching a lot of like hints in this and i'm like oh like johnny depp was in in nightmare oh on street. and he died famously <laughs> yeah and, and like there's like you know the guy who plays the boyfriend Skeet his, Ulrich. His he he was casted because he looked like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp goes into the it goes into his girlfriend's window yeah. the same way he does in this movie, yeah. uh, which is also funny because the screenwriter is Dawson's Creek uh, screenwriter. Holy is, shit! Yes, and doesn't Dawson Creek go through use his window all the time? He, yes. So I was like, oh, this guy just loves this guy. First the all, writer loves men going in through windows that's creepy but like i i I was watching this film and i was like why does this sound like dawson's creek like everything that nev campbell would say like the way her like comebacks were and stuff i'm like 
this sounds like Dawson's Creek. Why is it that makes so much fucking? He's sense. the writer of Dawson's thing. Creek. Yeah, Holy he, shit. He, he he came up with Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Wow. Do you know I, what I, he thought also that was interesting. Kevin Williamson also helped create the Vampire Diaries with yeah. Julie Pleck. With uh, another piece of trivia, Julie Pleck was uh, Wes Craven's assistant on this movie, and oh. then became a producer in subsequent Scream films. But her and Kevin Williamson worked together to create the Vampire Diaries, which I wow. thought was amazing that they came together decades later to create a TV show. But oh, wow. he's, he's very good with teen writing. Yeah, he does a great job. They they yeah. they tried other directors, too. And um, the directors were making it more comedy like and mm. the producers at the time didn't didn't like that. And they didn't want it yeah. to go that way. And then that's when Wes took it over. I and, I this you know. movie it came out in 1996 we were what freshmen in high school uh yeah i was in a marching band which that's its own horror film and <laughs> um, and i remember going to the movie theaters with my friends for this and we were like 14 15 years 15 years old and we had to get someone else to buy the ticket so here we are yeah. standing in the movie theater being like trying to pick the couple that's going to buy these movie tickets for us. And we're just like, we're running out of time. We got to fucking ask someone. And like, remember I was with, we'll just bleep out the last day. We're like, I was with Tom bro hugs and I don't know who else. And I remember him going up to this couple going like asking them to be like, just pose as our aunt and uncle and just try to buy, or at least my aunt and uncle and buy the tickets. We'll give you whatever. And the, the guy was such a dick about it, but he did it anyway. And yeah. then we thought they were going to see scream. So we walk into a movie theater with them, sit in the front row. The movie starts. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, this is oh, this not scream. <laughs> I'm like, shit. We had to run out of the theater and look for the screen theater and then run in and, and watch the film. Um, That's awesome. Dude, wow. I, that this movie was huge at the time when it came out. And then you know what? Like, I, I mean, if I look at the facts, like. First of all, it, it has an amazing cast. You got David Arquette, you have Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, who is always killing it, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, which I mean, watching Skeet Ulrich and Riverdale, love Skeet Ulrich. And, yes, and Drew Barrymore. Uh, I mean, dude, I mean, the Drew Barrymore thing was crazy because she was all over the um like she's the girl in the in the uh putting a, the hand over her face mm -hmm. in yeah. in all the 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 posters and everything yeah. for her to you know she got casted as the lead and she uh -huh. said no and she's like no I want to be the girl who gets killed first well and there's and like that's like a callback to Psycho mm -hmm. uh -huh. with Janet Lee because yeah Janet she was you know lead actress. Mm -hmm. everyone's thinking she's going to be like the the main character of this movie and she gets killed in the shower so it's like mm. that was that's why she wanted that role like i remember seeing that and being like what like she's dead like wh who are we watching that well, party of five girl like well, <laughs> you know come on but she killed it but I, well, oh she killed it Amazing. but i think what's funny about that is that there's a part in the movie where uh dewey uh, and Rose McGowan, so like David Arquette and Rose McGowan are talking about, uh, are, are talking with Nev Campbell, and and Rose McGowan goes, "Hey, uh, if someone gets to play you in a in your in a movie about you, who who would you who would you want?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know, like something like uh, I forget. I just like everything would be a bad choice or something like that." And uh, someone says, 
I see Tori Spelling or something like that. Yeah, Nesh Campbell says, with with my luck, it would be oh. Tori Spelling. Oh, the and Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. She was supposed to play her. She was supposed to play it. She was supposed to be that part. She Amazing. Like, oh, she... And then in Scream 2, she played Sydney, Sydney's character in, in uh, the Stab franchise that takes place oh, in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so they had yes. a really like referential point in the second i mean dude this so movie shady is, though this so movie is like meta beyond meta like it's, oh, it's like satire and it was supposed to yeah. be a satire but also like the best homage to this mm-hmm. genre right like so, i thought it was yeah. great because yeah it made it knew what it was making fun of like it knew oh, itself yeah. it didn't take itself so seriously and yet it was it kicked off like if you remember this kicked off like a lot of horror the the horror genre being more mainstream yeah. like mm-hmm. this was like the kickoff of um i know what you did last summer yeah like also it was like all Kevin these williamson yeah oh, all these got all these people were like intertwined in all these movies and it was all the same shit but you went you went like I remember watching a couple of I know you you what you did last summer. Maybe it's all one, but I think it's more than one. It's but three. it was yeah. yeah. So like I know because it's they're fantastic movies. They're yeah. great. So oh, like, he wow. Okay. He wrote them. Yep. Scary. He wrote the faculty. He wrote Cursed, Sick, Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Wow. It's impressive. It's very impressive. It's, did you guys it, look? Go ahead. Go ahead, n- Manny. No, no, no. You go. You go. Oh, I was go just ahead. gonna say he was inspired by real life murders to write this film but it was because he'd left he was watching the news or reading the news about these real life murders uh the Gainesville murders and then he went into his kitchen and saw that a window was open and he did not remember opening that window so he actually grabbed a knife and called a friend and was walking around the house with a knife (laughs) while his friend was making fun of him and making you know scary movie sounds over the phone and that's where he got the idea for this yeah, didn't he do it like it wasn't like 18 minutes he wrote like not 18 he like wrote eight, eight 18 pages or something like a wow. and was like script. and then like yeah. kind of forgot about it and like came back to it and wow. it was um you know just how things go when things do really well in hollywood like it was like serendipity de- serendipitous things mm-hmm. happened and it, it made this movie and mm-hmm. like it, i don't think they believed that it was going to be this good well, I mean, the budget was like somewhere between 14 and 17 million dollars, and this movie made 173 million, I think it oh, was. Let wow. me look again cuz I had it up. Yeah, it was 173 stupid. million dollars. That's a lot of movie. And this movie didn't even come out in October. This movie came out no. December 18th in LA and then world and then like across the united states on december 20th so that means that this movie was I kind mean, of during a throwaway that, yeah that's what they do with these types of movies they're like i don't fucking know if this movie's gonna be good and they just throw this shit away around that time this is a movie that they, they send to the movie theater in packages right i found out that movie theaters have to take in movies with if they want a big movie they have to buy other movies too and and mm-hmm. play them which i didn't realize that but somebody who worked in a movie theater told me that like if, if you know like you know a Tom Cruise movie is coming out and you really want it as a movie theater. You also have to promise to buy six of these other movies and you have to play them. This is probably like, yeah, whatever. We'll put on script. We'll put scream on there, but you also have Drew Barrymore. Like nobody knew that she died first. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're selling it as a Drew Barrymore movie. And then 
you get everybody hooked right then and there. I mean, that scene, the first scene is by oh. far the best scene in the movie. To me, the best scene in the movie. It, it, has, it has everything you need in horror. Like, there's comedy in it, suspense, the music, the 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 way it's shot. The popcorn. Um, oh, my God. Did you guys you think popcorn oh, ever that pop. way? Did you no, like I never pop? made Jiffy Pop I have. on the stove. Really? Yeah. I, I've only ever done microwave or like air pop. I, I watched that. It was It's fascinating to watch. You're like, oh, my God, this is such a time capsule of the 90s. Seriously. That, that's so cool, too, because of the like the suspense of like, I don't know if you were thinking it, but I'm like, shut the damn fucking stove off after you're as you're running around. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm thinking in my head, like, that's what I would be thinking. Like, the house is going to go on fire. But right. she's thinking but she was she's getting killed. But she won't shut off the damn gas. She gets the knife. She goes back and forth into that kitchen about eight times. Mm-hmm. First of all, she hides behind a television. Like oh that my was God. the funniest part. What was like, that? Yeah. To be Where fair, she had just seen her boyfriend like <laughs> eviscerated. So I think maybe she <laughs> was just all over the place. a bit of trauma. Like just a little bit of trauma. Just well, a little bit th- why is she still on the phone with him and not hanging it up and then calling the cops that's what i wanted to know right away i'm like that's a great question because she does like humor him at some point she's just like Mm -hmm. talking first of all telling her yeah let's let's go back for a second okay okay let's why are we talking on the phone this long to someone that gave you the wrong number like she was then flirting with this guy i was like what the fuck is going on here if someone calls and like, oh, I know you got the wrong number. Oh, this is funny. Okay, whatever. And then she stays on and she's humoring him. Oh, yeah. Because like, there's no social media. There's nothing else to do. Like, social media and like, changed. Where them. are they that like they live in beautiful mansions, but in the middle of farms? Santa Rosa, California. That's where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I like, know. Do they all they- live in vineyards. Like, what the fuck? It's, it's like these sunny, beautiful cottages. Yeah. And they yeah. all like get dropped off individually by the bus. Like I used to go to a oh, bus stop. Yes, okay. the bus. I, we same. never got individually dropped off. Another like, horror. Candles, like, she walks out, goes to her mailbox. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I'd also like to point out with the Casey scene in the beginning, not a single door was locked when she does the frantic no. locking oh, of the yeah. doors. Not a single one was locked. No. I was like, oh, okay. So we're a woman at home without our parents. It's dark yeah. outside, and we're just leaving doors open. I we're guess just leaving doors open. Here, maybe it's a false sense of security. Maybe of a, a vineyard no. girl. I, I think. Know. I think maybe it is because. So, um, I go to Vermont a lot, and, and I know that brag. Vermonters, Vermonter, well, a snowboard. It's what a brag. What I'm just saying, <laughs> Vermonters who live there, they're just like. They brag about the like, oh, I never shut. I lived here for 40 years. I've never shut my door. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, bears could come in. Like, there's people, they're, they're drifters, man. Like, come on. Like, come but on. But that's I a don't New care. York st- state of mind, uh, Billy Joel. But that's a New York state of mind because, like, <laughs> I, nowhere am I ever going anywhere where I'm not locking a door, closing a window, absolutely, shutting my lights, like doing all these things. Yeah, like, I had that it. issue. I don't really like my wife, man. She locks right behind me. She's like, oh, absolutely. This, the, if things like as soon as we let the dog out and in locks, like yes. so. When I saw that first scene, I was like, oh, we this wouldn't be my house. Like that's oh, no, no way. 
it's horrifying. It's absolutely, it's like, <laughs> how did we get this far? You should see me get in and out of my car. Getting into my car, it's a frantic run in and then shut the door, <laughs> lock it. Like there's no dilly dally. That's how I used to run through my, my basement, the light on yes. and like. <laughs> exactly. Why? But why do we do this, guys? Why do we do this? Because horror we know movies. the rules of horror movies. Yes. That's absolutely. why. Yes. That absolutely. is why. Because we Jamie Kennedy killed it. Oh, Loved he's him in this. He's my all-time favorite character. Randy is spectacular. He's yeah. such a joy to watch. He's yeah. it's he, such yeah. a pleasure to watch self-aware characters. I think that's what yeah. makes Scream so interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that it's so self-aware. Like yeah. it knows that it's a horror movie. Horror movies exist very much so because they reference every horror movie in existence. I mean, you've uh-huh. got Psycho, Halloween, not just Wes Craven horror movies, which you've got Halloween, obviously. Um, yeah. In Nightmare on Elm Street, but they also reference classics like Psycho. It's mm-hmm. it's all very referential. But prom like night, prom Carrie, night, like yes. they they like name drop all the whole time. Yeah, but it's so good that they they did it. The one plot there is a plot hole. Ooh, um, Star okay. sixty nine was invented in nineteen ninety five. This movie was came out in ninety six. Yeah, mm-hmm. so unless it was shot before star 69 like they didn't even reference that like hey oh. why don't you just star 69 the guy like yeah what the fuck i was watching this and i'm like this could never work now because of everything that we have and yet yes. stream six came out and apparently they figured out how to clone uh iphones and shit and that's how they make that work but like i was like start just start hang up and start 69 this guy well like, they cloned the cell phone in this one they cloned they the cell did phone. they did they do. right you're right. And they have caller ID in Star 69 in Scream 2. They referenced okay. that plot hole. So I do feel like that. Oh, they so were they knew. They were like, oh, shit. That, that was like, yeah. oh, guys, we gonna, we we have the a best, little mess up here. One of my funniest, like, uh, when the police officer's like, why do you have a cellular telephone? I was yes, like, that's. I wrote that one down, son. <laughs> why do you have a cellular telephone, son? <laughs> and I'll just point out when, when it falls out of ski, uh, Ulrich's pocket, right? I didn't flash that that we were supposed to be like so amazed that he had a cellular yeah. device it just goes to show how much of a time capsule this is because yeah. Yeah. now i go oh okay cool his cell phone fell out and yeah. then no the reason sydney freaks out is like oh that's not not everyone has a cell yeah, phone not- in their yeah. pocket <laughs> yeah it would that be like on your you're 17 you can't afford this like, <laughs> you would literally no need way. it would it would be now a knife would have to have fallen out of his jacket pocket with the mask being like where did you yeah. get that because if yeah. he dropped yeah if he dropped his iphone someone's like uh bro you dropped your phone like, so yeah. there's there there's a there's a theory that he was there the first time going through her window um, to distract uh, mm-hmm. um, Nev to kidnap the father, and that the kidnap the father got kidnapped that night. Yes, that comes yeah. through the other. Stu came through the other door. Because I, I was like, sense. my whole thing was like, this killing happened. How is the father leaving on a business trip? Mm-hmm. Like, work, why bro. would you leave? <laughs> no, bro, I'd be like, you're coming with me. Your mother got murdered like uh, last year. Last but, year, oh, she she should get over that though. She should. Oh, have yeah. Oh my god, it was that? so fucked. And the up. even the best friend was saying that, like, oh, come they on. all like, were. I'm like, what the fuck? Just because my mom was a whore, it's okay that she got killed. And, mm-hmm. like, but it wasn't even that. She didn't just get killed. She got like, m- like brutally murdered and yeah. assaulted. And it, yes. it wasn't like it, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, her car fell off a cliff, like which still would have been traumatic, but she was brutally murdered like so 
and the whole town is just like, come on, get over it. Get back to class. That was shocking. I couldn't believe that line. I'm like, okay, so are we surprised that are we allowed to put we're, we're going to put a spoiler warning on this? Surely no one's watching this who doesn't know who. Oh, no, they follow us. They know. Okay, this. we're good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, surely we know Billy is a psychopath just based on the fact that he's like, um, you're still upset about that whole dead mom thing. <laughs> like, yeah, can yeah. we just have sex? Let's get and he's right. upset. And he's obsessed. And he's obsessed with like movies. Like he's comparing yeah. his relationship to PG like oh. ratings. He like, says, oh, we started as a G. We went up to almost an NC-17 rating. No, like, this lately, guy only wants to compare himself to movies. He's like, lately, we're just edited for television. I'm like, yeah. what kind of <laughs> bullshit? That is like the that is one of those lines that is a Dawson's Creek line, because that's how yeah. they would speak to one another. Like, yeah. in, like weird quotes like that's that. It's very much teen television show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I was, wa- I was watching their relationship. I'm like, your relationship sucks. Like, you're terrible <laughs> relationship to be in. This is okay. a horrible relationship. How old are they? Are they supposed to They're be 25. <laughs> high school? They're or- 30. Um, they're I just like any like typical 90s. Yeah, they're definitely 16, 17 years old. 16, 17. Okay. Yeah, that okay. makes sense to me. Yeah. Creepiest part Henry of the movie, Rinkler, ready? Uh, yes, go Henley for it. Henley Wrinkler touching her chin. What was that? I what was that? Flash that. That was creepy. He touched really? her face like that. Yeah, I knew Dan was gonna pick it yeah. up. I'm like, that was weird. He's like, weird that I didn't how are you feeling, honey? Him. And he like goes, he like grabs her face. Just like Henry Winkler, so I give him like way more yeah. leeway in the. <laughs> but is that supposed to be like I'm your, a father figure and I'm making you feel comfortable? Like, well, he, he does say grazes her chin. Yeah, he does say on the PA. Like goes like this. I can't even. Like, yeah, he says this, your principal loves you. Yes, he does because it's Who? Henry Winkler. <laughs> That's why. That's Do you know why he gets killed in it, man? Why? Oh, why? That was confusing to me. He gets killed because the producers were like, "It's been 32 minutes and mm. nobody has died." So let's we need kill a little death. So, let's kill the fun because he wasn't supposed to be <laughs> credited in this movie because um the teenagers were supposed to get the bump that they needed to mm. become superstars mm-hmm. um and you know he doesn't need that um but he was crazy like that that yeah, principal yeah. was nuts but i loved yeah. him so much did you notice oh he was fantastic jacket, his jackets from happy days were the leather jackets were hanging in the yeah. closet I that dude was this whole movie great. is filled with easter eggs I love it's crazy easter eggs. it's fantastic the oh, janitor the West Craven. Oh my gosh. Also pulling Fred. In. Yes, Fred. Fred in the sweater. I've never and even seen those movies. I they're just such a part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very much aware of them. And I could I could pick out that Easter egg right away. And I love yeah. that it's kind of a nod to Alfred Hitchcock being in all of his movies yeah. as well. Sure. It's so yeah. good. No, it was it, and like then the one of the more even meta meta of that is, you know, when they're in the the um police station and Dewey's just trying to tell his sister not to um, talk that way to my superior. Dewey. She goes to the door and she goes, the janitor's your superior. That's because the that. janitor is Wes Craven. Oh, wow. that's Fred. So they even like went into that. So I was yeah. like, man, like they're just constantly every scene that they could think of. They're just like, let's <laughs> reference something like they, she, i mean they, they basically said, tell you who the killers are in that one scene in in the middle yes yes with henry winkler with the are you are you referring well to that no the they do it or? there they do it there but they also do it when they're all talking um and he's going well you oh. dated her 
she was your ex like you'd have some reason to kill her and he's like i'm not the killer but if i did this is how you you carve somebody blah blah, blah. and then the other guy johnny depp wannabe is like oh you know <laughs> you know he's he's like um you know telling him to kind of back off on like saying too much yeah like they're both like about to just like give it away well but, because uh, matthew lillard yeah. cannot just stop talking like his character is just in he first of all slc punk comes out in 1998 scream 1996 and hackers 1995 so he's already killing it right yeah but in each one of these films he is this guy it's like he was in hackers and then whatever happened there the parents they were like we gotta move like this is not good we gotta go so they moved to santa rosa and he uh you know, he becomes a murderer there and they're like all right when you get out of juvie we gotta get the hell out of there then they move him to you salt lake city utah and he becomes an anarchist <laughs> and his friend dies in the middle of the night so like you know it, it's like the craziest thing because he plays like himself in all these films yeah like, but that's what they wanted you know like he, he yo, they wanted him him to be that he was person. so energetic it was oh my it was god amazing well, and his, I best thought it, role, his best yeah. role to date is obviously as Shaggy in the live action Scooby-Doo. And I believe, <laughs> I believe it's too I love that you're saying obviously. Obviously. I don't understand. I, it's not up for debate. I know this is a podcast where you guys were supposed to share opinions, but this one is, is it's a fact. I, I have this under my trivia fact sheet in notes. Yeah. There's no mm -hmm. really room for well wiggling around there so yeah. <laughs> it's like oh jackie's evil in this okay oh yeah and i think the breakout performance was liv schreiber in the uh just not having lines at <laughs> all he is the killer that got <laughs> framed by these two 15 year olds or whatever like mm -hmm. literally like it's just a picture of it. it's just him like like hey i'm liv schreiber and then putting him in a car <laughs> It's well, well, let's talk about the one of the best cameos. Did you guys oh, catch Linda Blair? Yes. Yeah. As the reporter. And oh, she's asking. So she she oh. asks something that's like familiar to the exorcist. Oh, no. She, says she something. asks, what did it feel like to almost be brutally butchered? Yes. Well, OK, that's a reporter is yeah. not going to ask that question. Like, it's not it's going to be more like, how are you doing? Or, oh, my God, blah, 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 like, how did it feel to be brutally butchered? And it then, would like, be if they're possessed by the devil. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a remnants yeah. left. Do you know the the captain is also the cop that was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. Um. So the theory the theory goes there is that he left from the craziness of Nightmare on Elm Street and he moved to this town, <laughs> making trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna get away from all this killing. It'll be better and It'll and be it, better it, it, it got got even worse. I another, wish it was not a cop a, from another, Killer Clouds. I wish another, it was the cop from Killer oh, Clouds. Dan, I wanted it to be him so bad. But another thing that I noticed that apparently, first of all, who's deaf in the, in in her household? Because she has a computer that says like deaf um, police oh. talk or whatever. And so that it's, she, she was like using the computer to call the cops. But how is it possible oh. that she was using the computer to call the cops if her phone was not working because <gasps> oh, dial up oh. we were dial up then buddy we were dial up Daddy. no way she would have called the cops uh, wow <laughs> oh you're that's right. a get that's a big get that's unless she had two lines which who and then well, you have which, to be rich does she that. have a deaf brother because if you look at it something about deaf comes up and that's the service that she's using 
But, mm. and I'm just like, she either has to have two lines or there's a big pothole right there because wow. the phone wasn't working. Computer would have never worked unless we're into the world that we're in right now. Wow, so, that's a great point. I said it right away to Kristen. I made Kristen watch this yesterday and she's like, why are you making me watch this right now? She doesn't like scary movies. And I was like, I was like, she's like, she's like, wait, did she just use the computer? I'm like, yep, watch. And then we paused it and yeah. dissected that whole wow. part. But that's a great catch. And that's a great catch. <laughs> also, when Manny, the cop is being called in and saying, We found the um, we found a car, whatever, and Doobie wants to go and <laughs> Doobie, um, Doobie. <laughs> Doobie. Doobie wants to go and uh, you know, get some action with the reporter. He's like, he tells the guy, call the cops. All cop cars have radios. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why. What do you mean call the cops? Dial 911. What what are you talking about? Go into your Jeep. Call it in. Yeah. He does it because all he wants to think about is getting ass. Because she, <laughs> because Nev ends up in the truck in the Jeep and uses the radio. Right. So all this could have been solved if Doobie wasn't trying to stick his doobie in it, you know, you know, come on. Sex. Oh my god. Um, in her one doobie. of the rules. Yeah, and one, one of the, the rules, rules. One of the rules. Do not have yeah. sex. Oh, do not have sex. Do not have sex. Wow. Do not have so, sex. Yes. That's why Randy survives. He's so grateful to be a virgin at the end. Yeah, yeah that was the best. It's amazing. It was the best. That whole that whole part was great when he was like explaining the rules and stuff. I thought I that loved was, that scene. Yeah. That was so much fun to watch. And I, I think it really there's kind of this genre of self-aware horror movies. Like I'd I'd put up the remake of Cabin in the Woods from 2011. And mm. then 2015 had The Final Girls. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but it's it's another movie where the rules are known. The mm. rules are known in horror to the people in the movie. And it's so much more fun to watch when you're not having to yell at your TV every single thing, like stupid choice that the character makes. Like yeah. in when Nev is on the phone and he's asking her about scary movies and she says, oh, you know, I don't like that. It's just a, a dumb blonde with big boobs who runs up the stairs instead of running out the front door. But yeah. then she has to run up the stairs because the front door's locked. So you go, yeah. okay, well, she tried to make the right choice yeah. and she yeah. couldn't. So at least we're rooting for her not going, oh, okay. So the blonde with big boobs went down into the basement with a flashlight that's like glitching. The batteries are almost dead. And she goes, no, 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 I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down anyway and not yeah. tell him. Like, yeah. you know, so it's so much more satisfying to watch when you're not screaming at your television. And I Absolutely. feel like they avoided a lot of those moments. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel super frustrated with the characters with, with the exemption of, of Casey in the beginning, not locking any doors. That was a little bit. What about so Rose? Dumb. What about Rose? Rose McGowan's character? Oh, yeah. and she doesn't tell anyone when she goes to get beer in the garage. Well, her fa- boyfriend tells him, to, tells her to go get it. Right. So he, so sets, he sets all knows. that up. Right. He so she thinks someone that knows that she's in the garage. She does. Yeah. She's not being totally stupid. But and why? she fights back. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah. This, Ghostface takes a beating. I mean, yes. he's getting bottles cracked. Like it should hurt. Like he shouldn't be able to do. Like I feel like if people just kept fighting him instead of running mm-hmm. away, I think like he would have been killed. Yeah. But he wasn't that either. strong of a person. No, it was Matthew well, it depends Lillard, it's on, Skeet Ulrich. But it also, de- yeah, it depends on who it was, though. I, I mean, think was, that one was Skeet Ulrich because Billy was not invited to that party and Stu was inside. Oh, and and he we, after later. she dies, Billy comes to the front door and yes. you actually see him smirk at uh, Stu 
kind of oh you know i did it i took care of her so he kills well, yeah her because because nev goes it on nev, with nev campbell yeah mm-hmm. and nev nev says oh what, um rose will be upset well rose's character would be upset if she, if she saw you here mm-hmm. and that's yeah and he gives the signal like well she's dead anyway yeah. so she's yeah. hanging from a garage door that no one saw no one yeah saw. Where's that all, garage? With that I think garage- it's in the back of the house, right? Ah. So I, I don't think anyone, that was my understanding of why no one saw it when they were walking away. And that's yeah. why she, uh, Sydney saw it when she fell out the second story into the boat <laughs> in front boat. of the garage. Into the boat, thank God. <laughs> Just Dude, rolled right over. It's just like, family's okay. got a boat and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stu's very well off. Stu's, uh, that's why he knows but his parents Stu, are going to be so Stu mad got, <laughs> Stu got crazy because of his best friend. Or mm. he was did, he did, a maniac. did his best friend just was able to like kind of um I guess groom him because of his his like love to his ex-girlfriend. It was kind of peer like pressure, Mandy. Yeah, it was kind of pressure. like oh well, well our first killing is gonna be your ex-girlfriend. Like what? Like, well, I killed I killed the mother a couple years a year ago, and now we're gonna kill your ex-girlfriend your ex-girlfriend. Like, oh, all right, sounds good. These police I officers feel bad suck. for Stu at the end when he's being sliced. And oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, oh God. You hit me with the like, phone. I'm dying here. <laughs> Bill <Bill-o-boozy>. the <laughs> yeah. Did you really call the police? But, my parents are going to be so pissed yeah. at me. <laughs> that's when, like, the comedy comes out. But like, that, that's also part of, like, when they're explaining too much where they could have just killed. Oh, like, my God. They could have just pop, pop, done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like they had to explain like that to, that rule wasn't that rule wasn't explained or talked about. And I thought it was great because it was like, yeah, when the killer is going through his little narration, you could just mm-hmm. do whatever you want because the, he's distracted in the talking that he wants to explain everything. So this, this is right. where horror films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like they don't go, they don't abide by that. Like, there's no there's no talking like in texas chainsaw massacre it's literally just like people make the wrong mistake of going inside a house that's not theirs Mm -hmm. and once they do that it's over like and then one friend dies and then everyone's got to go let's go look for that person and then they all go into the house and then they all get killed like you know what i mean there's usually one survivor but then some maniac picks her up and it's just like oh that that's the final girl right right Right. And yeah. then they did the remake with uh Jessica Beal, and then I think she actually does escape. Um, she does on her own. She actually drives on her own out of the out of that. But it's funny how like it to me, horror films it, something happened at a certain point where like it went from like horror films and telling these like really interesting like crazy like slasher stories and whatever to just straight up torture films yeah and like saw you mean yeah i can't watch that i can't watch that because to me it's not horror i don't like it yeah it's not horror to me like that's not horror more like thriller like sort um, of suspenseful i guess because like you're like trying to like it's more about like the the puzzle of trying because isn't saw like he puts a key in someone's eyeball and it's like oh, that key God, would I like can't. that's so that far key would unlock whatever level. whatever yeah you know, like, and hostile i mean i saw hostile in the movie theaters but you? like yeah wow but even Oof. that movie was like when i go back and think about it i'm just like 
yeah, it was that movie was it was different. It was a little different, but like it just like it became just like this crazy like all too way too violent. Like House of a Thousand Corpses, I feel like is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like modern day. But then they went nuts and they did The Devil's Rejects, which was, I think pretty good at the end you're so confused as the audience member being like who do i root for because they make you actually emotionally empathize with like the villains the way they the way rob zombie films it but like there's no real horror horror anymore like it's right. just much because i wouldn't say purges purge is not a horror that's no, just purge like... is a whole other fucking thing yeah that, like we are you know whatever but okay. it's like a psychological thriller Yes, yeah. I would think it would fall into that category. And I, yeah. I think just in the 90s as well, there weren't any true slasher flicks happening up until this point. Like no. you had Misery, which was all of it was very fantastical. None of it was based in reality. And I think that's what makes Scream so freaking terrifying is it's very grounded. It's hilarious. And obviously it's funny. And like, it's also you're laughing while also having your adrenaline pumping because it is truly scary. But mm. it's very much based in reality. Anyone could be ghost face and it could happen to you. Someone could not would call you on the phone, even if they, you know, theoretically you could star 69 them. But let's pretend that that doesn't exist. They mm. they could torture you on the phone and come into your house and create sure. havoc on your life. And all the other movies like it, that's based in fantasy misery. That's probably, 1990. Yeah, probably only an issue with misery. If you're a writer who has a lot of fans in snowy regions of the country, but it's just like, then Silence of the Lambs also very like the serial killer in Silence of the Lambs is so insane that mm-hmm. you I don't watch that and go, oh, this could happen to me. Like there's a chance that I could be in a hole with someone putting saying it puts the lotion on its body. Like oh my I don't God. feel like that's a high risk situation for me. And <laughs> seven, I'm also, you know, not too concerned about where what box my head is gonna head up end up in. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> I could, this is, God bless my parents listening to this. I could be stabbed. It could happen. Like I, I watch it and go, it, yeah, like this is based in, re, in reality as much as one of these films can be. And I think that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. It's such yeah. a classic. I mean, I think there's so much to even just like I, I was saying, the music plays like such a huge role in this. Yeah. The mu- yeah. music itself is a character. Like it goes back yes. to even Jaws. Like there was like, cut scenes and you're like you're feeling you you that you almost there was like a theme song to when ghostface was coming and yeah. even a theme way it was shot like when the camera moved a certain way and zoom and like when like a zoom in you knew ghostface was near so like it was there were it was the movie is like telling you and you're getting used to like what it's what Ghostface is just kind of like Star Wars, like how Darth Vader has its own. He he has his own theme. So yeah. when you hear that, you know Darth Vader is going to show up. Um, right. and then when and then even the Jedi have their own theme. Like every everything had its own theme. So like that plays a huge role of suspense. The you your heart was beating a little bit, even like faking you out a little bit when she opens up the closet yes. at her house, and you're yes. like, oh, she's going to close it and like. The guy's gonna be right there, and he wasn't. But then he was in the closet later on when mm-hmm. she wakes up. You know, right. and you're like, "How is she that tired that she goes to sleep?" 
What's she taking a mid mid nap for? No one should be sleeping or showering or doing anything in horror <laughs> films. Like, you know, no. it's just like you should be oh I would be another rule. Yeah, yeah, another get the fuck out of town. That's rule yeah. one. Don't stay. Like don't you know, stay. Don't stay. That curfew scene was that was that was almost a little too much because of what we went through two years ago. <sighs> like uh-huh. the, everyone's shutting the doors. I'm like, somebody joked around I saw online was like, nowadays it would have been like, no, there is no murderer. And there would be like protests outside and like everybody's like fighting <laughs> against like the <laughs> curfew. True. Like, but yeah. it was yeah, why is she I was like to me? I was like, she first of all, all the lights are off in her house when she takes a nap. Like it's like she she felt so tired. The melatonin was so much that she's waiting for her friend to get there at seven hey, o'clock. What is she? You knew friend. you knew she wasn't going to be there on time because no. she said it like four times. She's like, no, she's, I'll be there at seven. No, I'll be she, there at seven. She's like, looking for the movie like you know, Tom for, to get to watch Tom Cruise's penis, which like right. that was the weirdest thing. Yeah, like if you pause it right, you could see his penis. I was gonna ask you, Manny, you've seen all these Tom Cruise movies. Have you I'm seen not, all the- I've not seen that? All the right moves. Yeah, I gotta I was like, I guess I gotta go back and check that scene out. Oh, please, you guys never tried to pause basic instinct. Well, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying you I'm not saying you shouldn't, but it was it was just funny that she brought that up. They also referenced Richard Gere and the gerbil rumor. So yeah, that was just she like she like said that real quick. She's like, well, you know, if you throw it away, stay it enough times, you kind of you know, find out had, it might be right. Yeah, and they mentioned, like, wow, did you just like compare that? Yeah, did you compare that to her mother's murder being a whore? Like, no, they, what are you talking about? They slut shamed her mom. Oh my god, the whole terrible. a yeah. woman that was brutally murdered. It's like it doesn't matter, and they're just like. Well, you know, she was <laughs> like she deserved it because she was a she whore. Deserved it. She was right. bang- maybe you know, like you said, maybe you know, who knows? Her her husband was maybe a shitty guy. I, I, we don't know what's going on, right? Like, why? Why did they kill the principal? Didn't we just go over that? You said. no, but I'm saying because the producer said that. But I'm trying to think about like what would be. Mm. Oh, maybe because he called a curfew. So I think that they they just- got pissed off. I think it was just that it was going to be cool to just like kill your principal. I mean, I think the principal could have a better fight figure. Yeah. I mean, well, when he caught those two in the hallway, I mean, that was very much a a hint that we were going to have two killers at the end. Right. And then even one of those characters is wearing a blue flannel and Billy at the end is wearing the blue flannel. So they very much tie it in. But maybe it was just an authority figure that they had a lot of resentment towards. Or, you know, maybe they just wanted to see Henry Winkler die Get with ghost faced in his eye a la <laughs> yeah, Psycho. A like, that yeah that was a really good shot you know what that reminds you me hear? of what and this whole movie started reminding me of this in a while because also skeet Ulrich's character's named billy um and i'm saying right now and i'm getting like goosebumps and freaked out uh black christmas because of all the phone calls he's oh. billy oh. the voice God, in there, yeah the the eye the eyeball shot that is yeah, I mean, it was basically movie. based on Halloween. Yeah, right. but Black Christmas yeah. is the only horror movie that has ever, like, psychologically and emotionally impacted me like that. Really? Like, that movie terrified me. Yo, the opening me. scene of that movie is crazy. I've never seen it, so now I need to put on... That. It is so crazy. It's you a got, slasher film. It's make so sure you see, It's like one of the first. Like, one yes. of the very first slasher films, right? Yeah. Wow. And when you watch it, make sure... That you watch the right one from the seventies, not okay. this 
bullshit that they redid. Um, it is terrifying. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so watch it yeah, during the day. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't go movie. up my I, attic steps like for like, I, I don't I would, know how long. I would so say I the only... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, should I do a Black Christmas and then Hocus Pocus? Like, that should be the yeah. palate cleanser you afterwards. Want, you want to go something nice afterwards. <laughs> so you got to watch, like, Toy Story after. Oh, oh my okay. God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you got to go. Pet. You got to forget about anything that has to do with horror, even if it's a light heart. PG, oh. PG oh. heart. What do you say? Like, Billy? Billy? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Oh, that movie. But the only other, the only other thing, the whole thing reminded me of that. The only other, um, and it's not a slasher film, but around this time was Blair Witch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. So like that That changed the whole. That changed like make movies, shitty, grainy, yeah, handheld. Things started to become handheld. It was more breaking the third wall, like breaking, like like it was okay to be first person kind of thing right um and that movie was a whole other jump of scary movies like that was yeah all that triggered then paranormal activity very much took yes yeah off of that and those movies when they first came out were terrifying they were they were doing the reports about oh people people fainted people had seizures in the theater because it was so horrifying like i remember when they were promoting those films in that way like it was just so terrifying to watch but that was all blair witch yeah i mean all that was like you know movies that used home video mm-hmm. so you thought it was real and the marketing yeah. was phenomenal like Blair Witch's Amazing. marketing was the Great. one of the best marketings of our time I agree um because you were like telling friends that it was real yeah. right? and you believed it and everybody had that VHS copy that somebody got and it's like did they just let these VHS copies out and like people are like oh no this this is I, I got it from a friend that knew somebody that was on the film and like this is real and it's like right. that movie was perfect marketing. God, I remember hearing like crazy. kids at school and their older siblings had seen it and like oh, yeah. oh my god it's crazy. Yeah. No, I watched that movie. Um, I I was generally I was really scared during that movie. I was like it was it was we we were watching. I was watching my cousin and Steve. Um, oh, Dan, Steve yeah. was watching it with me. And my cousin was was dating a film guy just before I went into film school, and they got a copy. And oh. again, I don't know if they got a copy as like, well, this is how we're going to get people to drum up and talk about it. So right. I didn't watch it in a movie theater. I watched it in the house with the lights off, and that yeah, was no. terrifying. Oh no, that was terrifying. No. I, that was the best way to watch it. That was the best way to watch it too, because. If you watch it, I you had to have a different experience watching it in the theater. With I watched it in the theater with Ooh. all these people around versus in your own home, yeah, by yourself in the dark, right? So, yeah, Dan, right. I know we're almost up. So I was just gonna say, like, like I want to make sure that we have our final words on screen before we put it to the test, uh, Lauren. Yeah. Anything else like from Scream, from your viewing, for anything that you just said, like, uh, got to make sure to get in there. Got to make sure to get in there. That's such a great <laughs> question. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for throwing that to me. I, there's so, I'm looking through my notes right now. I have so many notes that it was such a fun movie to watch. And having not seen it in its entirety, 
having a start and stop history with this movie, getting to sit down and watch the whole thing through. I loved it. And there were so many little Easter eggs and things to pick up every time you watch it, even watching it a second time today before coming on here. Like I I saw things that I hadn't seen a few days ago. It's just that good. I mm. think it was so much fun to watch. The only thing I have a, a question about is that not long after the uh, Richard Gere gerbil comment, they cut to <laughs> Sydney and her friend uh, in Rose McGowan's character being in the grocery store and you see Ghostface in the freezer yeah, aisle. Yeah. What and I that? just am a little curious how he walked around the grocery store without getting caught. That was my only like really big, yeah. huh, that, that, one, that one threw me off a little bit. But otherwise, yeah. it was amazing and it was so yeah. much fun to watch while also being truly terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i thought the same thing because i was like but i think that's dude like a lot of horror films right? like you'd see mike myers just like walking in the daylight mm -hmm. and people just yeah. like don't notice him right and it's just like he's like supposedly six like six ten like he's a huge man like and and this is not and that like it's not easy to hide in that costume, in that Halloween costume. Like, well, what's right. going on? But you're right. Yeah, absolutely. It's so crazy. It's, it's so wild. Weird. It's wild. It's so weird. Manny, final, um, final words on screen. I, I, I think I thought I was going to think it was so cheesy, but like I loved how almost it was like, again, it's a meta satire that did such a great job that I ended up loving it. Like, mm -hmm. I wanted to be like, this is so bad. Like, but it, you know it's supposed to be bad, but it played it the perfect line of like, well, this is what I was expecting. So it's like hitting the yeah. nostalgic, ba 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 ba, like all the, the receptors. Like, I almost compare this to what, Ready, what Re um, Ready Player One did for me because- mm -hmm. Ready Player One was like all these Easter eggs of all the things you love, um, nostalgia. And then this was like our version of like, yeah, if you like Thrasher films, we're going to give you all these things, but we're going to do so good that we're going to start a whole new genre and we're going to get new fans because there's, yeah. no, there's all these mainstream people. We're going to mainstream people that never watched freddie never watched jason never yeah. watched like all these classic things we're also being taught a lesson by jamie kennedy about like this is what a movie is this is what yeah. halloween is like you can't have sex you can't you gotta do this you gotta do that like almost as if they knew we were gonna have these new people watching us mm. and we need to get them to know right away what a movie what a thrasher film is and this is why you're gonna like it and then all of a sudden now you're hooked you got a whole new fan base yeah like they they it was like how they were able to do that they, the writer was genius so i think yeah. i actually ended up really liking this movie yeah like yeah yeah you know. I, I agree i mean i think like i was watching it and i was almost thinking the entire time like this is the perfect horror film like i think it's one of the best horror films ever created it, it has it's it has the horror part down it has the comedy part down it makes it light because you need lightness in a horror film it can't just all be disastrous like gore and just like violence the whole time that's where people get it wrong it can't be that it's got to be funny it's got to be light it's got to have other storylines in it and then it has the slasher film part to it right you can't just constantly shove that's like gore and violence down the audience's throat they'll it's just too much right you have to kind of like 
lull them in, dole it out, bring it out. Like there's a lot that to be done in a horror film. I think Scream does it the best. I think I haven't seen a horror film do it like this since since Scream. I think in the nineties though, there were some really good ones. The Craft came out and then in the nineties, that was a really good film. I like Rick and Nev Campbell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh and I know what you did last summer I thought was pretty good. It was pretty good. Those are fantastic. I think I think it's yeah, Candy Man Candy was man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but Scream does something where, like, yeah, it brings back that old that old school slasher film, and it does right. it in a really good way. Um, you know, I think like, you know, I think if I'm gonna put it to right to the test, I'm saying that that Scream passes the nostalgia test immediately. Like, there's no question, and I don't want to let down Chick from the Adult Babies show because he said on Instagram, he's like, if you guys don't think it passes the test, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's I right. mean, right. I mean, I he I got a, one last fact, um, fun fact that David Arquette was actually going to be the boyfriend. He got Weird. casted, um, but then he read the part and wanted to do more of a comedy role mm. of the 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 doobie. Um, I know Dan. I know that's not his name. This definitely passes the test for me. Yeah. Like, can't be. Uh, it's just too good. They're so yeah. it it hit every thing flying colors i don't know about the other ones i've heard they all suck this is the best one it's 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 up there with the friday the 13th you know nightmare on elm street like that it gets mentioned with yeah. those yeah yeah i agree absolutely i i completely agree i think it passes the nostalgia test i'll add my one my one last trivia fact yeah. as well Manny, is that <laughs> okay. at the end because we love an easter egg in the credits at the end credits, it says no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board because days before they were supposed to film at Santa Rosa, I believe it was Santa Rosa High School, mm -hmm. they it was the rights to film there were pulled because the school board read the script and it was oh. too graphic and too much, you know, yeah. too much yeah. dying that they said nah. So it's crazy. So go ahead. You you. I know what you're about to say they had to film it somewhere else, but I did find out that three years prior there was a murder <gasps> at that school or yeah. uh, in that town. So they were like, so like, although they wanted to say no thanks to them, it's like, well, the three years before that <laughs> yeah. there was like someone who died. So like, I kind of not read like, the script. The movie was called scary. Even before it was called scary. Like you said, it was called scary movie. Scary movie where, yeah. where, where were, what were we thinking that it took till the last minute? Cause that's a horror. Thank you so much for taking my fun trivia fact and making it horrifying. <laughs> I like almost like what Wes Craven did with scream. So love the, yeah. the callback on that. So it's both a hmm, little bit. Of so humor. none of it was filmed in, in a high school, right? It was no, no, it was like but a... that's what happened that they decided the last minute to pull it. It's, it's wild, but I, yeah. I do think for the nostalgia test, it absolutely passes. It absolutely yeah. passes. I think the fact that it's so meta and it's so self-aware, it really can remain nostalgic because it pokes fun at itself. Anything we would have called it out for on this podcast, right? Anything we would have been like, this is a huge gaping hole, with the exception of, of course, the complete and utter lack of diversity. <laughs> uh, oh, which is yeah, well, capsule of the time. Absolutely. Um, right. <laughs> they do do a better job in the sequels, yeah. but it, with that exception, anything we would call it out for as far as writing or directing or, you know, even the plot holes we've mentioned, they're all in there in a way that makes it a perfect time capsule of the 90s that you can't really rip it apart. There's nothing to be that 
upset about as far as no. the plot holes go. Like, I think we can go, we can, we can flow with it. Nothing interrupts the ability to enjoy this movie today. And yeah. that's why I think it's one of, honestly, flying colors passes yeah. the nostalgia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Flying wow. colors. Yeah. Wow. Well, Lauren, I think Man, you- I know we got to go. Last th- thing, though, when they're sitting down talking, do you remember the show, A Nickelodeon Freshman? No. The no. freshman, the I think it's called the freshman, and they're in the mall, and they're like the the four the four of them are talking and they're telling stories, and there was like a like a uh, comedy skit show. No, I think it was no. called Freshman. Man, because that scene, that scene, damn it! I <laughs> know I gotta look for it. That scene, it, it was basically to me, it looked like that scene of the the four of them or five of them talking yeah. uh, around that whatever. Right. Little yeah. circle, and, yeah, yeah. That that was kind of like it was that show. You know what movie? What show I'm talking about, Dan? Because we did the Nickelodeon the Orange Years, and you brought yeah. it up. I got. I think I it was called look. Freshman. Well, yeah, Manny, I would recommend watching the sequels. I mean, Kevin Williamson actually wrote a treatment for Scream 2 at the end of Scream 1. And like Stu says, you have to have a sequel. Like yeah. it's yeah. always intended. So I think the fact that it was intention yeah. like for a sequel. It it works well for that. So I would mm-hmm. recommend if anyone has not seen at least the first three to just do a binge watch over Halloween. It's mm-hmm. a fun time. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, will do. everyone, that's it. I think, Lauren, the next time you're on, we're going to have to get a real horrible movie. Oh, is you it going to be yeah. Hocus Pocus 2 <laughs> and Scream? We're going to have to, we're going to come up with. <laughs> yeah, Steve is uh, Steve is upset right now because he wants to do, us to do movies we don't like. Oh, well, that's a great you point. Got to do a good one. Like sometimes, yeah, because we don't know if it's good. We didn't. We didn't no. know. Yeah. I, haven't seen I mean, we I would put no it to the test. Could end up being no really idea. bad. Yeah, yeah, Steve, bring a microphone that works next time. So I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. shots fired to the musician. Yep. But everyone, thank you so much for listening to the scream episode. Um, Pass the flying colors, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming on again. It was a blast. Um, always fun bringing. I mean, just bringing bringing all the the facts and everything. I mean, psh, it's amazing, amazing episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. And, you know, if I have to continue the trend of only watching great movies that always pass a nostalgia, test, then <laughs> so be it. Let it be my curse. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've not seen Blair Witch Project in a very long time. I don't oh, know if that God. one's going to pass. So that one, at least if I don't participate, I need you guys to do it and let me know if it passes the nostalgia test. Oh, so dear God. I'm looking I think we're going to have to have you do it because I haven't seen it in a long time, too. That, it's that's been truly weird. decades. I almost don't want to watch it, but. We have to destroy any possible. It, it is so boring. Exists. We probably want to fast forward to it. Yeah. I don't think it will pass. I don't think I think that is definitely yeah. I think that is definitely a small time capsule yeah. Yeah. that yeah. might not pass. So yeah, everyone okay. not many people yeah. talk right. about no. it. No. No, it would be fun. It would be a blast. I love I love talking to you guys. I love listening to you guys. Thank you so much for having me, truly. Thank you so much. Later, Dan. Go go to your class, everyone. Please follow the Nostalgia Test on TikTok and Instagram at the Nostalgia Test. And, you know, if we come back to Twitter or X at Nostalgia Test. That ain't happening. <laughs> Amen. And, um, and everybody, please leave your comments on this episode. Like, subscribe, f- and um, comment. Please. Loving uh, everyone's uh, coming back. We're, we're like releasing an episode a week, it looks like. Well, probably not. I don't know. 
We're trying our best, people. It's going. You're doing really. I've been good loving here. it. I look forward every time Apple alerts me. So. Oh, <laughs> getting Apple alerts, amazing. Oh yeah, getting <laughs> Apple alerts. And hey, make sure you guys join the mailing list because Nostalgia Test will go ahead and email you quotes from the show oh, as yeah, well as that. specific points. It's great. It's helpful, so you can stay up to date with all of their new episodes coming out. It's fantastic, and then you don't. Damn, we got an announcer right here. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got, yeah. We got, we got I'm just trying to get my job gotta, whatever it can be. All we right, gotta like. have Laura do do our uh, intro and outro here. Yeah, <laughs> like put it in as an edit. I love the quote. I love it. Oh my god, everyone! Thank you so much, and we'll see you at the next test. Peace. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.